What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Asian MMA Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything going on in the world of Asian MMA. This episode is brought to you by Stacked Cards. I'm Dana Bluen, and this is your Asian MMA Weekend Update for May 17th to 19th, 2019. We had two massive events this weekend, with one championship, Enter the Dragon in Singapore, and Road FC 53 capping off their lightweight tournament and awarding the million-dollar prize. Now, before we get into it, let me know what your favorite fight was from this weekend. I'd be interested to know what you guys thought was a good fight. Did you like the Sage Cosmo fight? Were you more into uh, Christian Leach and Yayoki? Was there something else that I'm not covering that was your favorite fight? Let me know, and uh, maybe I can cover it in the future. We can do a breakdown. But let's start things off in Singapore with one championship, which put together an amazing card. This Singapore card was actually really stacked, had good MMA fights, even the prelims. There were, there were fights on the prelims. I was like, man, why, why is this on the prelims? You know, and for you, know, you guys who like Muay Thai and kickboxing, they had that on the card as well. Great fights overall, really rounded out to be a good card. But before I get into the fights from the other night, I want to highlight their, one of their commentators, Michael Chavello, for calling the fight cage side and injecting some of the absolute best Game of Thrones references and just really slipping them in there at the perfect time. It, it added some really fun, audible moments when you're watching the fight. And just, you know, if, if you didn't catch them all, I mean, it, just, the way he did it, the way he slid it in there, his comparisons to uh, fighters and Daenerys Targaryen. It was just super geeky, super nerdy, and I loved every second of it. Michael Chavello, fantastic job with that. Now, for some reason, they had Mei Yamaguchi versus uh, Laura Ballin on the prelims, which is, is crazy to me because Mei has been on such a tear. And, you know, she's so strong in, in the game, and she came out strong, and she made quick work of Laura with an armbar finish, 345 in the first round. I, I love watching May fight just because of the way she comes out and she goes at it. She goes after it every time. And to me, she's one of the most talented female fighters on the one roster. And I really wish that they would, you know, move her up higher in the card most of the time. She shouldn't, she really shouldn't be fighting on the prelims. We also had Gary Tonin back in action, and he was going up against uh, Yoshikai Nakahara. Now, Tonin is undefeated, and he's just been an absolute beast. And we, we saw that same thing today. He came out strong like we've seen him doing you know, in every other fight. He dove for the heel hook right off the bat. Like, who dives for a heel hook in MMA? And he had it locked up. Nakahara was tapping in less than a minute. Now, in Tonin's technique, I mean, it was just crisp. It was incredible. You know, he, he was able to use his other foot to stop uh, Nakahara from sitting up and just really solid. I mean, I, I think he's going to make short work of the division in one championship. He's just so on point. From there, we, we really moved on in MMA-wise. Kicking off the main card, we had a Chinese fighter, uh, Maolai Tai Tao, uh, Ga a highlight reel finish against former one strawweight champ DSA with what was clearly just a, a nasty KO. And for whatever reason, it looked like DSA wasn't really respecting the stand-up of Tao. 
and was keeping his hands down, chin up. And Tao saw that and he just capitalized. He came in and just crumpled DSA and what, what I thought was one of the worst knockouts I, I'd seen in a long time. Now, in other action, we had uh, Amir Khan getting a second chance at the lightweight tournament, and he got to step back in against Doggy, which is not a favorable position for anyone to be at, but Amir Khan rose to the occasion. He knew he had another opportunity to get that strap and to get into the tournament, so he took it. But you know, at the end of the day, Doggy had his number. His striking was just too much for Khan, and... It was a series of uppercuts and hooks that just crumpled Khan against the ropes, you know, forced the referee to jump in and stop it, and you know, Doggy moves on to the finals. And I'm excited to see where, where that goes. I mean, Doggy's my favorite. He's my pick to take the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's going to end up being uh, Doggy and Timothy Nasiukin in, in the finals. But that brings us to the first of two fights that we absolutely have to talk about. Um, and two, two big, big uh, finishes. Now, the first, obviously, you guys probably already know Sage Norcutt made his debut against Cosmo Alexandre. Now, before I get into the craziest of this fight, because this fight was, was nuts. As short as it was, it was crazy. Did anyone else notice that one championship announced Sage as a 77-time world karate champion? That doesn't even make sense. He's 23 years old. How is he a 77-time world karate champion? It was just one of those things that was so out there. I had to go and look it up and check on it. And what it turns out is I guess they're referring to all of his youth karate championships that he may have won since the time he was nine years old. And I've got to give one championship a yellow card on that one because that's beyond their normal attempt at subterfuge. 77-time World Karate Championship champion at 23 years old. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous to even say. And why they would put that out there, I have no idea. You, know, you don't count you know, kid karate championships when you're talking about an MMA fighter at this level. It's just, it was so silly. It was so silly to the point it's funny, but yeah, one, you get, you get the yellow card for that attempt at subterfuge. I, w- I want to get on to the fight, though, and this fight had me say, it's just sweet mother of science. I did not expect the fight to go down like this. For some reason, for some reason, I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows. Sage thought it was a good idea to stand with Cosmo. Cosmo Alexandre, a multi-time Muay Thai and kickboxing champion, a guy who has shared the ring with some of the greatest names of this generation in combat sports. The man has wins over John Way Parr and Mark Hulse. What what are you thinking, Sage? What? You know, Cosmo hasn't fought MMA in almost three years. He's been active in Muay Thai, he's been active in kickboxing, but he's been away from MMA. So you've got to think there are aspects of the MMA game he's maybe not as practice on. Stand-up is not going to be one of them. So why would you decide to stand with a killer, Sage? Why? Well, because of that decision, it only took Cosmo 29 seconds to absolutely crush Sage with a single punch, a single right hook. 
caused eight fractures in Sage's face. He had to undergo a nine-hour surgery to, to repair the damage. I've actually got links to Sage's post about the surgery on AsianMMAPodcast.com. You guys can check that out. The links to that will be in the show notes. Now, it, it, it all unfolded so, so quickly, but Cosmo was essentially just able to, to cut off all the angles that Sage was trying to escape from. And, and was judging his distance, he fainted a few kicks and was able to judge Sage's reaction. And he backs him up and he just catches him on the half beat with this devastating right hook. On, his, on Sage's way down. Now, Sage was already out. On his way down, Cosmo catches him with another left and a hammer fist for good measure before the ref essentially tackles Cosmo and pushes him out of the way. You know, brutal stoppage. You know, a very brutal welcome to one championship for Sage Northcutt. Hopefully, he recovers quickly and recovers well from the surgery. I mean, that's an unfortunate uh, event that that happened, but it is a combat sport. These things do happen. I hope Sage gets well soon, and he he gets another shot at <laughs> at a, at one championship. We'll see what happens. You know, of course, we have to discuss the main event, and this was Shinyaoki defending his lightweight strap against Christian Lee, and you know, I had I had Aoki, you know, in this fight. I picked Aoki. I thought he was going to just dominate Christian and and get a submission win or at least ground and pound his way to a, a decision. And for the most part, the first round, the, at least the first four minutes of the first round started out making me think I was right. I mean, it, it, it looked like he was just outclassing Christian on the ground. And it, to the point where I sent a message to my producer, Emily, at about the three-minute point, saying that it, it just looked like Christian was out of his depth. I mean, and, and I didn't expect that. I didn't expect Christian to be, to, to it to, for it to look that one-sided because Christian has been looking fantastic. He's been on a tear against some of the, the better opposition in one championship. So for him to look like this, this bad against Shinya, I was surprised. And then about a minute after I send that message, uh, Christian goes ahead and proves me wrong. He gets stuck in an armbar that's deep. I mean, deep to the point where Shinya's got it pulled across his body, tucked under his other arm, and he's just torquing on it. Deep, deep. Um, and you didn't really get a good angle. You couldn't tell if Christian's arm was bending the other way, but given the amount of torque that was going on, I would imagine it was. Doesn't tap. Fights his way out of it. Christian fights his way out of this amazingly tight, just nasty-looking armbar. Survives the round. Gets out of the first round. Back to his corner. I'm on the edge of my seat at this point. Like, you know, what's going to, did he hurt his arm? You know, what's it going to look like coming back out in the second round? Christian comes out in the second round, just guns blazing, runs Aoki down, gets him backing up, and catches him with a, uh, a left that just, you know, stuns, stuns Aoki. He's backing up. He crumples into the corner. Christian jumps on top of him and just hits him with this right that was devastating and just whips Aoki's head around and it was at that point that the ref jumped in and stopped it you know in this amazing turnaround from the first round to the second Christian Lee comes out from being dominated almost finished 
uh, an armbar that nine out of ten fighters probably would have tapped to. He comes back and wins it in almost no time into the second round. Becomes the new one championship lightweight champ. I mean, a- amazing fight, amazing turnaround. And one of the things I like, you could see that uh, as devastated as Shinya was, that he was happy for Christian. And uh, joking around, kind of slap him in the face uh, after the fight in, in, a, in a fun way. So that, that was kind of cool to see. But man, man, what a hell of a fight. I mean, to go from the, the Sage fight, which was 29 seconds, to this fight where I, I'm like shocked by how dominant Aoki is over, over Christian, like to the point where I was like, wow, he looks out of his depth. It's, something's not right to you know, escaping that arm bar and then just getting the, the KO. Now, before I move on to Road FC 53, in other one championship news, we now know when, where, and against whom uh, Sexyama will make his one championship debut, and it will be June 15th in Shanghai against former title challenger, Malaysian fighter Agalantani. Now, Agalan is currently on a two-fight skid. He's going to look to get back into the win column against Sexyama. That is a tall order. It's a tall order to try to get back in the winning, winning ways against someone like Sexyama, especially when you've been on a skid. You know, he trains out there in Monarchy in Kuala Lumpur, so he's got a good team around him. He's got, he's got good people to really kind of build him up. So hopefully he comes into this ready and is just, it's going to be a good fight, I hope. I'll be looking forward to that Shanghai card. Now moving on to Road FC 53, this card was just okay. It's not a fantastic card. But what draws you into this card is that this is the finals to that lightweight championship, that million-dollar championship. And I've been following this championship since it started, this tournament since it started. And, and this is one of the better stories in Asian MMA, in my opinion, is this kind of drawn-out tournament. And I like that one is doing it. I loved it when Risen did it. So I, I love this type of sort of drama that these tournaments build. It's a lot of fun. But before I get into the finals of the tournament, because there's only really two fights I want to talk about on this card. And the first one, it's just a guilty pleasure. It's an indulgence. And it was a super heavyweight fight. Now, in of course, Asian guys who are super heavyweights look like little sumos, essentially. Both these guys were well over 300 pounds. And we've got um, Agalai uh, facing uh, Jung Huak. And now, if you guys don't remember, there was a fight where uh, Argalai fought uh, Bob Sapp and just uh, ended up crumpling with shots. And essentially, we saw the same thing here. This fight was everything you want to see from guys this size. You know, they came out with a pace that you know when you're pushing 300 pounds, you can only last about a minute at this pace. And they delivered because the fight ended at the 52nd mark. Now, the last thing anyone wants to see is two guys like this, skilled or not, but two guys with this size who, who have questionable cardio, you know, getting into like the second or third round. We don't, we don't want to see that, and, and they didn't force us to look that. But essentially, these guys were both swinging for the fences, and Argala was the one who connected first. He had this major shot that just ended up dropping Hoik, and he jumped on him and just pounded out the finish. The ref jumped in and stopped it. You know, rate it 50 seconds. Fantastic little, little brawl. Now, some, of, some people out there might be tempted to refer to this as like a 50-second slobber knocker. I'm not going to argue with them if they do. They're, they're not wrong. 
is is a good sort of co-main event though. But on the main event, this is the finals for the million dollars for the lightweight championship tournament. It, it turned out to be an incredibly one-sided affair, you know. But it was it was this real decisive finish, this clean finish, and what we saw was Mansoor. He was able to make really short work of the champion of the Road FC champion, uh, Asel Kwan. Now, Asel came out strong. He landed some really good shots to begin with. But that didn't really last from him. He, he sort of lost his rhythm. And what happened was uh, Manso was able to get him against the cage and start to really control him against the cage, land some shots, and then take him down. And once he got him on the ground, it was, it was really all downhill from there. He was able to move to the back, and Benzo was able to get in the, uh, the rear naked choke. And once he got that squeeze going, I mean, it just looked deep, deep. And once he got that squeeze, it was only a matter of seconds before the tap. But, you know, that made ben- Mansoral both the new Road FC lightweight champion and a million dollars richer, which is always a very sweet day when you take home a million bucks. And, and like I said before, I-, I love these tournaments. I love the drama these tournaments make. And I love that Asian MMA is doing so many of them. Uh, Bellator is doing it in the States now, but we've got one championship has multiple tournaments going on. Uh, lightweight, bantamweight, a Muay Thai tournament, a, uh, a K1 rules kickboxing tournament. Risen does these. Uh, I hope Road does another one. Just great drama. It's one of the things that really Asian MMA is known for, so I, I just love to see that. Anyway, guys, that is all I have for you today. To stay up to date with all things Asian MMA, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook. Check us out at AsianMMAPodcast.com. We have all other types of stuff there for you. Fight results, everything you need to know, and also all the podcasts will be listed there. Check it out.